The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games episode 8? 9. 9. I didn't really check these. Things. Twice, Liam. Again last week. I had to edit it out. Because I I didn't know what number we were on. <laughs> Wait, you edit this? I know you, you. All your problematic takes are removed, so I saved you from being cancelled. Phew. Except for that one. Sure. <laughs> Just gonna pretend that, like there's some deep dark take hidden in one of the episodes, and if you go find it, it's horrific and will be cancelled. What if whoever heard you is like? Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> that, that's even worse. Because then they didn't talk, they didn't bring it up, did they? They kept it to themselves. They know exactly which problematic take you mean. <laughs> like, oh yes, I'm familiar with that one. So it's 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 Thursday morning. That means we watched two wrestling shows, and there are two wrestling shows to, to talk about. What are those two wrestling shows, Liam? Have you been paying attention? Um, AEW Dark and Two O Five Live. Uh, I've watched. Actually, no, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the Kenny and, and Jack Evans match yet. I watched it. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not like crazy, crazy good, but you know, it's Jack Evans and Kenny Omega kneeing each other. I'll probably watch that tonight. And two or five loves cancelled. So that 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 that. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was like just a one week cancellation. Yeah, but one week cancellations are basic real cancellations. Hmm. What a shame. R.I.P. 205. Uh, AEW won last week, so we are talking about AEW first this week, starting with Le Champion. And he's thanking him for his Thanksgiving of thanks and thanking the thank. Celebration of Le Champion. I like how it's not even, like, French. No, it's not. It's just him muttering. I imagine that's what he sounds like when he's drunk. <laughs> he's like, I'm a Jericho, I'm a champion. When he has drank too much of the bubbly, he speaks in full French accent. Like, I, I would 100% believe he speaks in a full French accent when he has drank too much of the bubbly. Uh, Jericho opened the show with his, well, actually, technically Virgil opened the show and introduced Chris Jericho. Yeah, that rule. I was, I was so shocked, but I was so into it. <laughs> Virgil is... I like the way it's just... Like, Virgil... He tried to get and out. He was his, awful. He was terrible. He was awful. <laughs> just terrible. He tried to get out his goat line and just fell all over it. I like to imagine that before Jericho went out, Cody was just like, "Listen, you're in charge out there. <laughs> Please make sure nothing happens." I'd like. That. I also want to see the outtakes of that Jericho video to see how many times it took Virgil to get his lines out. Mm. Did you see the second Jericho video? Uh, for which? They released the new video during um, during the show, which was a promotional video for a little bit of the bubbly.com. 
I saw it, but I didn't watch it. In which he says it roughly 15 times. <laughs> Isn't it only like a 90 second video? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, it's the name of the website and the name of the bubbly. <laughs> well, the bubbly has sold out. So what are you going to do? Apparently it sold out like within seven minutes of that video being uploaded. And they kept on plugging it, but now it was just, it was gone. We should have bought it, Liam. We should have bought it and sold it on eBay. I was thinking about that as I was watching. It was like, if I bought one and then like bought one for myself just to try and then just sold the other one. Uh, Jericho put a, a coupon under everybody's chair for 50 cents off a Chris Jericho shirt. And uh, here's a scoop, everyone. The coupon code is LeChampion. You put that in there, you get 50, 50 cents off. Does it Does that actually work? I, I assume so. That, like on the little cards, it had a literal promo code for champion on it. So, I really hope it's literally just fifty. That would that's hilarious. That's the best. Mm, we then, I, I assume it is. We then had the inner circle offering a series of gifts. The highlight of which was a goat named Chris Jarrett Goat. I disagree. I think that was the low light of the gifts. I think it was, well, one, the pun. I'm a fan of a good pun. But also, that goat mm. did not want to be anywhere near that live audience. Yeah, can we stop with, like, live animals at AEW? <laughs> that goat is not camera trained. No, it did not have fun. I, I just saw it and I, like, kind of groaned. I was like, please, no more live animals. Did we not learn from the pharaoh incident? Yeah, that goat just wanted to go home. Goat home? Way. But like um, we I liked uh, Proud and Powerful's gift basket. Mm. Um, a little bit of the forty popped me. <laughs> that, that was good stuff. And Sammy, Sammy's pitch uh, is cut out of him and his dad. His cutout's really good. I hope that cutout is just in the background of shot inner circle shots for like the rest of the history of AEW. I hope it's in Jericho's home. Oh, every time you know the way he does those sitting in his home bar, what looks to be a home bar promos. I hope it's just behind yeah. him. I hope the next time he does a video of himself in the spa, the cutout is also in the spa. So this whole segment did have... Oh no, the, the, actually the best bit, there was a giant box, which they revealed to mm. be Chris Jericho's father. <laughs> we all knew there was someone in there, but we didn't expect it to be a positive. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually... Uh, that's, that's where SEU is. They reveal the box. It's, oh my god, it's SEU. No, it's Chris Jericho's dad was sitting underneath a giant box for the whole segment. <laughs> Speaking of, like, bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's easy because it was just ragging on sports teams. Mm. But, like, still, like, I was like, the whole time, Jericho just put the fucking mic closer to his mouth. Jericho's dad gave out about uh, Chicago sports teams because he played for the uh, Islanders. That's the name of the hockey New team. New York Rangers. Rangers. There's two of them. I picked the wrong one. 50-50 shot, Liam. I got it wrong. And um, everyone got their own jerseys with their nicknames from the video on it. Yes. It was great. They demanded... Then the, the segment kind of fell off the rails during the apology. <laughs> but, yeah. Or the thank you, even. Because they, they had Justin That's... Roberts come into the ring and read the thank you. Uh, then they started beating up Justin Roberts for really no particular reason. And then SEU... Well, because he's from Chicago. Well, yeah, I suppose they hate everybody from Chicago. <laughs> I like that um, Jericho was just, like, pretending that he didn't know him, like, as if he didn't work with him for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Who's been saying my name for the last two months? <laughs> Even if he wasn't working for the last two years, he's been the ringer dancer on every every episode of AEW. I guess except this one because he was beaten up. Yeah, storytelling. Uh, and then SEU were they, they had a bunch of a, a, a they had an entire marching band and a bunch of mascots around the ring. And shock of I didn't all, get as big of a reaction as I as I hoped. That's because they completely bungled the reveal. That's 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 what I mean by this segment. Sort of, kind of flew off the rails toward the mm. end. What they should have done, let me polish your angles, AEW. As they should have had the marching band at ringside behind Jericho the whole time. Jericho should have thrown to them once or twice to do a little a little jingle or two, so you know they're there. Well, they, at the very least, they should have like shown them like with a camera shot directly to the people, not like just from the side view. Yeah, so they should have been behind Jericho the whole time. And as Jericho was, uh, or as Justin Roberts is reading Jericho's thank you letter. They should have revealed themselves behind Jericho, which I assume, I think that would have gotten a pop. And then Jericho thinks the pop is for his thank you letter. And that's a nice little thing where he's like, oh, look at you. You love my thank you. Then he's jumped by SCU. Yeah. I, I'm kind of bummed out that we didn't get a live 
band version of Judas. I was, I was, well, first of all, I was actively upset they didn't play Judas. And I was actually listening to it. I was like, is this is the band version of Judas? And they're like, no, it's no. not. And I was they very did upset. play Judas for the Inner Circle, though. So we did get two Judas, wait, three Judases, three Judasi, three Judases on this show. This was a triple Judas, but it could have been a quadruple Judas, Liam. I really wish I was a good triple Judas. The more, as I said, actually, no, embrace the rule because the rest of the show is terrible. But it's not terrible. <laughs> wow. You're, you're really bad at, like, not giving away your whole thoughts on an episode. I don't like, bury the first leads. segment of every show, you're like, I'm telling you what's going on. Yeah. I don't need you to wait another 20 minutes to know I thought AEW is a boring show. But... It does break the Judas to good show ratio, because there's three Judases, and this was the worst episode of AEW Dynamite, so... Hmm. It, it does break that. And then the rest of the show happened. That, that opening segment, really, it's Chris Jericho in unadulterated Chris Jericho-ness. Very good segment. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Even if I, I think they, they could have put a, not a nicer button on it. Other than that, perfectly good, fun segment with Chris Jericho. And then the rest of this show is just kind of boring. It's just like there's 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 nothing here that I'm like oh I'm fired up to talk about this or, or you know yeah. th- this That's is like, it, I was it was by the numbers on a show that hasn't been by the numbers yet yeah this just felt like the most like the most filler the most forgettable the most like none of it was bad like uh, don't get me wrong this was a decent show it's not like oh this yeah. Lucha Bros against best friends match was just terrible. But it's like it's all just it's all just there. It's all just fine. Yeah, there was nothing particularly thrilling about this show. Every show was a hot angle or a big match that you can get, sink your teeth into, and everything on this show it it did feel it just yeah it just felt like filler. It's a filler episode of AEW Dynamite. Hmm. Maybe that's the problem with having twelve weeks of TV in between big shows. Hmm. Like, as much as we rag on the, f- like, the current, well, not current, just how oh, it's been for decades in WWE of just four weeks, then a pay-per-view, four weeks, then a pay-per-view, like, it doesn't give as much time for these kind of filler episodes. We still get them, but, <laughs> but that doesn't give you enough time. Maybe in a competent company, that wouldn't happen. But, like, you got what one would assume is the challenger for the next pay-per-view on this show, the first face down. There was a Kenny Omega and Pac match on this show, and still it's I don't it's remember just like, it. Did that match happen? It's, I don't it remember. It was a perfectly fine, good match that you'll never remember. Nothing, I will, I will hit, I will edit this podcast, I will uh, send it to, I'll upload it, I will say, hey Rich, Wednesday War Games is ready to go, he will post it. And I will forget about everything that happened on this episode of AEW Dynamite. You know what this AEW episode was? What? A Gentleman's 3. It really was. So, Marco Martinez comes out because Tony is dead. Yes, Tony is uh, busy doing... He's on assignment. He's doing basketball, I think. Georgia basketball. We're playing basketball. J.R. was... I don't know. He was on something tonight. Yeah, you need Tony. This this team needs Tony. He brings ba- Tony is the balance of the force. You know why wasn't Golden Boy here? Jor is the dark side, and Excalibur is the four or the Jedi, and then Tony is the the neutral chaos in the middle that just balances it out. Yeah, without each other, they just kind of like fly off the rails. I think I think Jor feels the need without Tony for some reason to try and take the reins more. Yeah, and it's it's not good. That's not good at all. Like Excalibur is great in the show, taking jabs at the over fifties. That was actually in this segment. <laughs> yeah, and like in this segment, did Jor accidentally call Trent Taven? How does He's that even? Taven. How does that even happen? <laughs> He's a big Ring of Honor fan. How many Matt isn't? Taven matches has he called? Like maybe how many Matt Taven matches have been in New Japan that he might he have called for He wasn't calling Axis? it at that time. So like he wasn't calling them. Maybe um on a rising. Yeah, there's pro- there was probably some honor risings that were cut for access that he called, and then after that, how does he even why how does that happen? Why does he have Matt yeah. Taven on the brain? <laughs> maybe that's a sign of things to come. He knows Matt Haven's name, but he doesn't know Private Party's names yet. 
Well, I think we're skipping over like the obvious thing, which is he doesn't even know Trent's name. That's true. Uh, Trent, or the Lucha Bros faced best friends. It was a perfectly solid, forgettable tag team match. They are like, what is this super push for Trent? Yeah, especially at the expense of the Lucha Bros, who I thought they were setting up as like one of their big teams. And now, like, Penta lost Pin- on like, Dark. Pinning Pentagon on Dark. Yeah. Clean as a sheet. We also had... Uh, just... Now go ahead. I'm just I'm I'm blown away by this. You're just baffled at well, Trent <laughs> pinning Pentagon. Pe- well, Pentagon to me is like a main eventer ready to go. He's the guy that you put against Kenny Omega at All In. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm shocked that they're giving Trent. I'm I'm more so shocked that they're putting Penta this low on the totem pole, more so than I am that they're giving Trent the push because they clearly like Trent. Also, Penta is in, weirdly, two feuds at once now, with the kind of pseudo-feud with the, the best friends, and also he has that Chris Daniels thing going on. Is that still a thing? I, I mean, last week it was, it wasn't this week, but maybe that's because they were focusing on the Sky stuff. This is weird, this is a weird show. Yeah. Uh, yeah as you said, best friends beat the Lucha Bros after pinning Pentagon, though that uh, does set up Trent against Phoenix next week, which should be a fun match. I noticed it wasn't Chucky versus Phoenix. Oh, no, sorry, uh, Trent pinned Phoenix here, not Pentagon. But it's like, it's very interesting that Trent's getting all these big singles matches. Mm. Yeah, Kai Roshida and Chris Statlander defeat, or lost to be a priest in Emi Sakura, but in defeat, Chris Statlander was far, far, far and away the best person on this match. She, like, she would be, if she, I think she's definitely signed, right? Like, she's definitely a part of this if company. She, if she didn't have a contract before this match... She should have been offered one the second she came through the curtain. She had um a post-match promo that they uploaded to their social media, so I'm assuming she signed. She better be, because <laughs> she was again. She was, she was far and away the best person in this match. Not even close. And like Hikarashida and Emi Sakura are very good, and it's supposed to be Priestley. B Priestley is among the better people in this company, and Chris Statlander outworked and got over more than all of them. I think it's really easy for Chris to get over too, because like. You see her and just, like, she draws the eye. Mm-hmm. Like, just because, like, she has these, like, kind of bright colours. She's way taller than a lot of the other women. She's got, like, tremendous upside. She does shooting yeah. stars off aprons. She does do shooting stars off aprons. So does um, Hangman Adam Page. Who I don't think he's done that spot since television started. Mm, yeah, maybe. I think he did it in the park match. Mm. The first park match. Yeah. But what if they told him to stop doing it so Chris could do it? <laughs> Sorry, we have Chris Statlander. She's she's the real star. How do you feel about the alien mm. shtick? Personally, I think she should have dropped it for television. But I don't mind the alien shtick, but it's like, as long as we all acknowledge at the same time that she's not literally an alien. Mm. Like, I think it was fine because you didn't have JR going, Why? What? She's an alien? Like He just was like, oh, all right, <laughs> that's her thing. She thinks she's an alien. Probably because JR hasn't entirely processed the fact that she's an alien. Because, like, they, they, as you said, she she had a, a backstage promo with Alex Marvez in which she she did the full-on alien shtick. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> was, also like, was Jamie Hayter, like, booked somewhere else on this show? Because, like, you have B and you have Hayter and they're, like, an actual team. Maybe we should start making them, like, on TV as a team. Maybe stardom is like, we will only give you one at a time. That's a real dick move. You'd only take like we, we. You can't take both. Then we'd have two people down. You can have one at a time because they've never been on the same show, have they? No. <laughs> I know you haven't watched Dark yet, but on Dark there was actually stardom footage. No, I've watched Dark up until the main event. I had the bail and oh, Kenny thing. Yeah. So I saw the thing where they started. They forgot to put in replays, and the thing where they accidentally <laughs> spoiled the result of the Awesome Kong match because they mixed up the match order. Yeah. It was a good time. That being said, the point <laughs> I was making, the stardom footage on the on AEW. Yeah, stardom are the friends. Stardom and CZW have made it so far. Yeah, the, the, the two most important things to be represented. Joshi and Deathmatch Wrestling. John Moxley cut a promo backstage. Perfectly solid, fine John Moxley promo. Yeah, I like Mox. Yeah, he should just stare at cameras and shout at people for the entire time. That's it. That should be literally an hour of the show. Cody had a squash match against uh, Freelance Wrestling's Matt Nex. Uh, 90 seconds. It was a full-on squash. He won it with... Uh, interesting, a figure four. Cody's won his two TV matches with a roll-up off a shooting star and a figure four. Where MJF has won more matches with Crossroads on television than Cody Rhodes. 
we're establishing that Cody has different things to go to. Yeah, Cody is a, a varied wrestler with multiple moves well, he, he doesn't, can beat people with. He doesn't really use the crossroads like as a finisher, like in general, even when he was in Ring of Honor. Well, he does, but everybody always kicks out of it. So, but that's not a finisher, then, is it? Because he 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 would then finish people with the um little sit out cop killer deal. Hmm. His 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 mediocre looking um vertebraker. And then in an angle specifically designed for you, I assume. Is it? I mean, Ali was there. Ali was there. I, I I've I've never seen the butcher and the blade. I'm obviously really? fil- fil- no, I haven't. <laughs> I'm familiar with Pepper Parks, of course. He was Braxton Sutter in TNA, so I, I, I have, but I've never seen the Butcher and the Blade. I have seen them on Beyond Wrestling, and they're a fine tag team. It's funny because like earlier in the show, I messaged you saying I would like more tag teams in this company, mm, and then they showed up. They look real cool. They weren't the ones I was referring to, but they showed up. Who were you hoping for? Say yeah. I mean, I'm talking about in the future, not like this show. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they beat up Cody. Maybe at the behest of MJF. Do you think they have any association with MJF, or it's just Ali? Is I, here? Sh- I thought it was Flip at the start. Oh, and his cool gear. <laughs> Flip has cool gear. I was like Flip for like a split second, then I saw the mask and I recognized the mask. I was one of the four people that realized who it was. Mm. And Excalibur did a bad job. Well, uh, uh, sh- should he know who they are? He did know who they were. That is a problem. <laughs> He was like, that's the Blade, and that's the Butcher. If you know who they are, then you can rattle off some credentials. Don't just assume that everyone else knows who they are. What are their credentials, though? Ah, they're a tag team, up and down, highways and byways. There you go. Like, like, have they won, like, like, like uh, Pepper Parks didn't win any titles in TNA. Uh, have they won any titles in the Indies? Mm, nothing notable. So they don't have credentials. <laughs> Well, you you can make them up. You can be, oh, this is a tag team that has been destroying everyone. It's fucking wrestling. You can make the shit up. By the way, Pepper Parks has some hair. He's not full bald. I barely recognize him with hair. It's weird. They both should shave their heads. I was like, that's the Butcher and the Blade, in which I knew Pepper Parks was a part of. And I was just like, Mm. oh, he has hair. That's the reason. I'm like, oh. (laughs) I don't think Ali was ever a part of the Butcher and the Blade shtick. On the indies. No, but of course she is the, the wife of Pepper Parks. What was their name? Uh, what do you mean? What was their, like, they did like a tag stick and they used to have a name. Oh, I don't know. They didn't have a name in TNA, so I don't know who they are. I'm googling it. <laughs> Though, if you if you watched, it's an impact from, I think, late February 2017. It's the wedding of, of, of Laurel Van Ness, where, where Ali and Braxton That segment ruled. That segment's so good. And then they kiss at the end, and it's the payoff of, like, a six-month angle where Laurel Van Ness is trying to poach Braxton away from Ali just to spite Ali. Uh, and it's very good. And that leads to the, the hot mess Laurel Van Ness as well when she has a meltdown. Watch that segment. It's really good. Have, have I think you fa- I was thinking of TV Ready, but I, that doesn't sound like what I was thinking of. I, I do think they were call- they, those two were called TV Ready at one stage, weren't they? Yeah, they were in a group called TV Ready, but I thought they had their own shtick as well. And now they're on TV. And now they're ready. Yeah, and they look cool. Oh yeah, they got that. At least they have that going for them. They do look really cool. And uh, Cody tweeted BBB at one stage, so maybe they're called the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. The Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. It does sound like some kind of nursery rhyme. Did Ellie think turn evil after Kong beat her up? Maybe. Ali is like, getting is revenge. This voodoo? Is this voodoo? <laughs> she's, yes, she's being manipulated by Brandy. Or maybe... She, did, Brandy, did Brandy send Ali to, to beat up Cody? Yes. That's, this, is the long, this is the long-term angle. Anyone she cuts the hair of will attack Cody in some way, building to a big Brandy against Cody feud. I'm in. Let's do it. I'm in. Well, yeah, I'm interested. Do they have any association with Brandy? Probably not, but... Well, just because it seems like... Oh, they're doing creepy shtick after Voodoo Queen did stuff to her. Mm. She's, she's become Dark Alley. Well, she, she went back to the Undead Realm. She touched herself and became Dark Alley again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, phrasing. Kenny Omega faced Pac in a match. Why did Kenny win this? Why did Pac have to have that match where he specifically beat Hangman Page only to lose to Kenny within two weeks? This is some real NXT booking. It kind of—that's what went through my head. It is like, 
Pac at the beat Kenny to uh, Hangman beat Pac. Pac beat Hangman. Kenny beat Pac. After Pac beat Kenny, it's a very fifty-fifty circular book in there, pals. It wasn't even like a particularly interesting match either. No, this was this was much less interesting than their all-out match. We've all been begging for like ten-minute Kenny Omega matches, but this is not what we meant. <laughs> Well, you see, the problem was, this was a 10-minute Kenny Omega match where the first 10 minutes of the match... It was 12. But the first 10 minutes of the match was the first 10 minutes of every Kenny Omega match. Then they started doing stuff for two minutes. Then it ended. It just... It feels really weird to give this away on TV and then to give Omega his win back here. And even, like, give it away on TV and not just do, like... Like, give him 25 and let Kenny do his big Kenny match. What are they gonna... What is next for Omega? Uh, I would have said Pac, but then he just beat him. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Because we, we, you know what it might have been. Mm. Park was number one in the rankings, but he wasn't the next Jericho opponent. So maybe they had to give Park a loss, so that Mox would be number one in the rankings. Which would make sense, and I, I've worked out what Kenny's doing next. What's Kenny doing next? Phoenix for the the AAA title. After Phoenix beats Trent. Yeah. Yeah, do that on um. Blood plus guts. <laughs> yes, the, the definite name of the next pick review. I mean, I hope so. It's so stupid, I want it. MJF defeated Hangman Page to win the $45,000 ring. Again, it was a match. Yeah. Uh, things happened. Wardlow was there. At one point, I legitimately thought Wardlow... Because, okay, I clicked on fight like an hour late to watch this show. Mm-hmm. And I saw a man in a suit with a top knot, and I was like, holy shit, they did it. You really, des- you really, really want Marty on this show, don't you? I, there's just such, there's such an easy story there, and I want it so badly. And me and you had both been talking about him showing up after this match, so you can't say that it was just me here. Whoop, whoop. Alright, it's alright, he can stay in Ring of Honor, I guess, for five years with Flip. MJF won. He won the ring. DDP tried to give him the ring. Oh, yeah, I forgot that like <laughs> there was the ring on the line. They officially confirmed on commentary the Diamond Dozen ring fight will be a yearly occurrence. Sure. I hope it's not a battle royal next year. Make it a tournament. Mm, for you the... have 25 weeks of TV between big shows. You can make a tournament. Uh, DDP presented him with a ring. He got stuck into DDP. They backed off when security came out. Yeah, I didn't like DDT, DDT, DDP getting like the rub from this segment. It was very weird, especially because you're not building down. If he beat him up, I'd be like, all right, he beat up DDP for heat. But like, oh, it was a pull apart yeah. brawl. It's like you're not building to a DDP DDP against MJF match here, unless they are, which I'd I'd kind of be into, but I don't think they are because yeah. DDP is, as he said, sixty two, and he beat up those young kids and got away with it too. Dustin Rhodes was in the ring for a promo. He's like, those inner circle people, blah, they hurt me. Inner circle came out, beat him up. Young Bucks made the save. Six-man tag next week. <laughs> um, they announced the six-man tag and it got booed. <laughs> yes. If and then he... Matt was like, I told you not to announce it out here. <laughs> if you were watching on Fight, you saw Nick Jackson announcing the six-man tag for next week. And naturally, Chicago were like, next week? We like this we week. We want to see it. And Matt's like, you fool, Nick, announcing things that I like, said would have been booed. You can probably see it. It's in the same state. Yeah, it's in Chicago. Just, just go for a drive. I don't it's know in how... It's Illinois. Oh, yes, Illinois. I don't know how far Champaign is from, from Chicago, but I'd imagine it's not that far. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Liam's going to break up. This show open. is just me Googling now. Liam's going to break up on Google Maps. There's not that much more to talk about on this episode of AEW Dynamite. So really, let's just uh, let's just go through Liam's yeah. Google search history. What's the worst oh, that can happen can there? It's a two-hour drive. For wrestling, you can do that, if you yeah. care that much about the six-man tag. If you really want to see the... Which would should actually be the Inner Circle, uh, which is... Well, that's Hager's debut, isn't it? Oh, no, it's Sammy. It's Sammy. Never mind. Yeah, but, well, they really don't want to give us this Hager match. No, Hager does not want to wrestle. for it for literally nine weeks now. <laughs> not even like a squash. They do not want Hager wrestling. Um, would you like to see what my most recent search before Pepper Parks was? What? Uh, walls of Jericho banned. Why are you searching for why the Walls of Jericho is banned? No, no. Banned. Like, there's a band called the Walls of Jericho. That's what is banned. He should rename Fozzie. 
I, well, it's taken, unfortunately. <laughs> well, listen, the walls of Jericho... Actually, no, well, it goes back to the actual walls of Jericho. But still. The actual walls of Jericho? It's a religious thing. I know heaps about religion. Yeah, I think it's a religious thing. Now I'm going to Google walls of Jericho's, so I'm not Oh, no, no, I have it. to make things... Yeah, where is our Jack Hager match? We've been calling for it for so long. Give us Jake Hager versus Darby Allen, so we can throw him around and break him. And I'm don't have much. Really, it's taken you this long to Google walls of Jericho. Uh, no, it's a it's a flood protection wall that was in the book of Joshua. So I'm I'm, I'm double mm-hmm. right. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, uh, AEW main event. Uh, Chris Jericho against Scorpio Sky. This was fine for like the two minutes after the interference. Why do you why do you say wait? Another for? Dark Order propaganda video. Oh yeah, Dark Order is actually probably the second best bit of the show after the opening segment. Dark Order. Yeah, this rule. It's a follow up to last week's where all the apparently all the people who saw the ad went to a trailer and they they got the hard sell and then they did like the cut and then suddenly a bunch of them are in masks and the ones not in masks are terrified. It's like join us. Join us. The Dark Order are cool now. They've 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 turned the corner. I'm officially I'm calling it Liam. They've turned the corner mm. on the Dark Order. The Dark. Not only are the Dark the Dark Order are cool. We can confirm that the AEW Star Machine is not broken. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of like Evil Uno is like a preacher dude, and then like he puts the mask on. He's like, oh, he's actually evil. He's going to kill someone. Yeah. What a, what a cool concept. And I like the idea of, like, hey, this is the first guy I corrupted. It's like this bad motherfucking martial artist guy. <laughs> and just cool flips. Yeah, this is good shit. They've, they've made the Dark Order. Like, the, the problem with the Dark Order is, uh, Judge John Hodgman, Liam says, specificity is the soul of narrative. I thought you were going to say, specificity is the soul of Naruto. Yes, also that. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the soul of Garuto. But um, oh. the dark, the problem with the Dark Order is they like we knew nothing about them. They were just oh look, they're guys in masks. That's it. They they attack people. There was no depth. That's... There was no character to them. And now there's character to them. And I'm like I'm on board with this. <laughs> like there's obviously been a lot of comparisons drawn between the Butcher and the Blade and the Dark Order from this episode. Mm-hmm. But like hey, it, it only took nine weeks, but we got the Dark Order to be something. Yeah. Let's let's see what happens with the Butcher and the Blade. Butcher and the Blade had a better debut. They did have that going for them. Yeah, because they actually got a reaction. Mm. It wasn't silenced. They actually got booed. <laughs> so what we can confirm here is cutting up, cutting through the bottom of the ring and coming up is cooler than lights turning off. And attacking the biggest star in the company usually helps. What are you saying? Trent isn't the biggest star in the company? He's certainly not Cody. Yet. So yeah, anyway, I guess there was a main event that had a title on the line or something. Alas Champion defeated Scorpio Sky. The last, uh, when, when they did the interference, which the interference kind of annoyed me because they actively took the time to say seconds were banned from ringside and then had seconds come out anyway, which I, I just don't say it. Don't say something that you know you're going to, like, that's stupid. <laughs> but Well, they meant like they weren't out there actively managing. Yeah, but still, if you're going to say there will be no people at ringside, just like fulfill that promise. Don't make that right. promise if you know you're not keeping it. What if we get some like Twitter... Uh, thing that's like Frankie Kazarian or Drake Hager have been fined for coming out even though they were banned. That's stupid. Well, that's what this company does. But after that interference, they had a, a really nice little two-minute match after the rest was kind of yeah. double. The, 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 what's the very end of this match? With a really good near fall yeah. on the TKO. That TKO, man, I was like, ooh. <laughs> that building bought the hell out of that near fall. <laughs> Imagine if Scorpio Sky was AEW champion. He's the one that dethrones Chris Jericho. And then we got like kind of a flat Moxley angle at the end. Uh, they should they should change John Moxley's music because not a soul in that building knew who was coming out when they hit Moxley's music. They should use his New Japan music. It, it needs it needs an identifying factor at the start because it's just a generic production track. Well, right right now it's and they're like remember cars remember the we did the in the other company. It's. Not but a like, good theme song. I think New Japan's one's way better where it's like the sound of a guitar being plugged in. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a particularly hot face-off for the start of John Moxley and Chris Jericho's program. But that's that's as good. I think without going back to Kenny, that's a, that's their top program at the moment. Yeah, you know what I really like? Not AEW. I like watching AEW on Fight TV mm-hmm. because there's always like twenty seconds after the show 
that I skip around and then I, I see like little bits after the show that they don't get aired anywhere else. Yeah, you're like, we get the, the behind the scenes on Fightland, the extra bit of context. Yeah. Hey, we got through this whole show without spoiling Dark. Not, uh, cool. <laughs> I feel like the last three weeks I've spoiled Dark on the show. Well, you hate our viewers. I don't know the main event. I don't remember the results of Dark. So, actually, no, we we, we, event. we we spoiled Trent against Pentagon. Oh, no, the, next week's Dark. There's nothing to spoil in next week's Dark. It looks terrible. Sean Spears versus Sonny Kiss. Way well, hey, big match. I think. I think that was it. Uh, WNXT. No, oh, we hate this show, though. I liked NXT this week. It's a good show. Yeah, this is a really good show this week. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is a good episode of NXT. I think I might, this might be my favorite episode of NXT in the fact, like, there was nothing on the... Well, less. There was there wasn't nothing on the show that felt meaningless. There was a, a Mansoor uh, squash. So there was some... Yeah, but it lasted 30 seconds, literally. <laughs> but still, uh, I, I, can't, I cannot say there's nothing on the show that felt meaningless because of it. But the, the majority of the show felt meaningful. It was good wrestling. It's like, yeah, NXT. All right. One, Boring so, we, we had kind of a cringy opening segment. Oh, yeah. Especially when there was a lot of people like Eo and Rhea both partying together, despite being across from each other in war games literally four days before. Mm-hmm. But I can, for, I can forgive it because people who were really not supposed to like each other, like the Undisputed Era and Team Champa, they weren't in there together. And it was the underdogs celebrating that they actually beat the big boys at Survivor Series. So I can kind of get past it because it wasn't like the real blood feuds in there. But I was still kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was Candace a, and EO are friends. It was kind of the, all of the nerd squads came out. I did like Adam Cole being like, "What are you mo- most of you doing out here? You had nothing to do with this." I like that Adam Cole claimed like, I-, "I did this," but it's like, "Hey, your match wasn't for any brand supremacy." Hey, Roderick won, so. And then the other two lost. Shh, shh, that was in the pre-show. It doesn't count. Mm, yeah, which I'll I'll get to later in this show. Yeah, the the they opened the show with that big celebration. Undisputed Era interrupted them, and like it's fair, everyone in the ring, all of Team Champa, it's like all of you lost in your Survivor Series match. So what can you guys say? They love Keith Lee. I was I I'm kind of mad on the show that Keith Lee had that showing against Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, and like I I would have liked him. He lost the match on this show. I I thought I thought what's the follow up? There should have been a better follow up there. They should have won the tag title series, especially with what happened in the match. Colin Audible. Mm. They, they should. I, I agree. Actually, what I thought in my head was like, if they win the tag titles, was this a work that they give Undisputed Era an out for losing the tag titles because Fish had to be replaced by? But then, then they was like, nope, Fish just got hurt. <laughs> yeah. So match one, Dominic Dijakovic mm-hmm. and Keith Lee versus Red Dragon slash Kings of Strong Kyle. Is that their name? Nope. <laughs> That's just a name you've come I up made with it right up. Now? Okay. <laughs> they they worked the they, they worked the first five minutes or so, went to break. Keith Lee It wasn't hit... even that. It was literally like a minute and a half. Yeah, Keith Lee hit it like it he 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 struggled to get Bobby Fish up for the press slam and then seemed to drop him rather haphazardly onto Kyle O'Reilly. Keith Lee or um, Bobby Fish seems to be hurt in some way. Apparently he was just knocked loopy. That's that was the report after the show. It wasn't mm. anything worse than that. So hopefully he's just well. Hopefully it's just a concussion. That's not a thing you should say. It, hopefully it's nothing. It is in this business. <laughs> but he didn't like separate a shoulder or anything. Nah, or his knee didn't blow out again. Mm. So he. I thought be. it was his shoulder. Like now you brought up his knee, but I thought he landed on his shoulder bad. Yeah, I was I was looking at it because they replayed it after the break. It's like it does look like he kind of landed on his shoulder, but he's replacing the match um, by Roderick Strong, who is so good. <laughs> Roderick Strong is such a good pro wrestler. Like this, like this made this match so interesting for me. To, like as I was watching it, like it wasn't smooth at all. No, but it was so interesting to see literally a match being formed in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like even when people call matches. For the most part, normally they still outline a couple spots that they want to do it, like, at the, in the back, right? This was literally just like, we have nothing. <laughs> we have to... And you could see it happening, and I, th- I, was, I thought it was super interesting. Not necessarily a great match, but it was just something really, like... I was really into watching it. Yeah, my hot take was easily, easily, Liam, not even close, easily better than the Revival match last week. 
Nah. <laughs> like it's that, that, nowhere near. This was a really fun, interesting, neat match. As you said, to watch this match. For, like, fair enough, they had three quarters of the match, but you can't just like insert Roderick, who hasn't gone through the match, and and keep it the same as it was. You can keep some of it the same as it was. It was fascinating to see it form in real time. But yeah, yeah, much much more interesting match than that boring ass revival match last week. You could you you could hear them calling stuff a mile away. <laughs> yes. But, like sometimes that's fun. Like it doesn't like don't take things so seriously. This match also had, I think, the greatest Keatley pounce in the history of pounces. Yeah, which led to something which I despised. But uh, Adam Cole tried to come out and uh, interfere, and Keatley pounced him into the crowd, which is, is you know, an NXT spot. Oh, there's people there for him to pounce him on. But the way it looked, he pounced him, and he just went flying off screen in, like, the yeah. most amazing, satisfying way possible. He just disappeared. It's like, it, it, he became a ragdoll, uh, and he went flying five, five, ten yards away. It was so good. It was so good that it made Dijakovic stand there like a dope so he could get his head kicked off for the finish. Listen, if if I was standing in the ring and I saw that pounce, I'd be like, wah, as well. <laughs> nah, that, that, this finish was like, really? Okay. But the actual pounce was sweet. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bury the pounce. It was an amazing pounce. He absolutely murdered him. But yeah, as you said, he was thoroughly distracted by said pounce and, and got beaten up. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Then we got like a, a kind of a cool... I like Candice when she gets to cut promos, but she has kind of like an edge to her. Yeah. Because like, we know that like, she's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, she's fired up because... And, uh, and when she gets to show it. Dakota Kai attacked her friend Tegan Knox, destroyed her knee with a cage door. And uh, yeah, Candice is like, I, w- I want to fight you. Uh, she wants to fight. And Dakota Kai, good. Like, yeah, everything's better on this show now. <laughs> yeah. That Dakota Kai turn was so good. It was very well done. Like, Tegan just screaming, mm. screaming what was happening. Oh, and I don't know if I really liked the whole 2v4 coming back, though, because that kind of made everyone else look like shit, but... It, it kind of undermined the turn a little as well. Yeah. It made the turn feel less impactful that they still just went and won. <laughs> but it's like, okay, so we didn't need you or, <laughs> or Tegan anyway. It's fine. Rhea just could have, she probably didn't even, she could have just done it four on one if she wanted to. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead slightly mm-hmm. to the Candice and Dakota match briefly because um I think that booking this match was a mistake because they, why because you've given Candice some really good momentum going into this show right mm-hmm. she won the War Games and she won the Survivor Series match and then you put her against Dakota Kai where immediately now you know neither of these people should be losing this I think Candice is disposable. But, but she, the, her pushes are so stop-start. You can't keep doing that. But she was the person that stood next to Rhea Ripley as Rhea Ripley won the War Games match. And she was the person who did that weird-ass interference spot at Survivor Series that made no sense because Rhea Ripley's a baby face and Candice is a baby face. But actually, no, that makes less sense because their strategy in this, that match, Liam, was let's have two of our people leave. So we'll be at a numbers disadvantage, but oh, it's a galaxy brain play because at the end they'll come back and distract them. It's like, no, why would you not want to, why would you want to be two people down in a five on five on five match? That's stupid. Everything about that was stupid. Now you may be bad about Survivor I didn't, Series. I didn't watch the match. Why do you, you haven't done your necessary research for your for podcast, Liam? I watched like two matches from that show. <laughs> I tried, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> well, I was, I was actually kind of mad that they, like, I really liked that Candice LeRae, uh, I've forgotten her name, Dakota Kai, there we go, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai match. I liked that match a lot. I thought it was physical, it was intense, it had a reason to exist, they were going after each other, and I, I like, the, the, the finish annoyed me, because I'm just like, Dakota Kai should win this match, because Dakota Kai turned yeah. heel, and she's being pushed. Have Dakota Kai win. Also, like, Dakota Kai's a way better heel. Mm, much better. She like she was. She's never been particularly interesting as a favorite. She was great here. She has, she has a cool bad girl theme now. Mm. She's mean. That's she's it. mean, Liam. And Rhea's like the biggest star in the brand. So, do you think not that out. not that Rhea Ripley wasn't being pushed before they started doing the Survivor Series stuff? 
But I, I've, I, I think like Vince laid his eyes on Rhea Ripley, and they're like rocket strap her. Like <laughs> I think there was literally a quote going around some time ago about like Triple H was like I. I hid her in New NXT UK because as soon as Vince saw her, I knew it was going to be over. Mm. Because like like she has gone from being pushed to being like mega pushed. She's, like yeah, she beat Charlotte. She she's been Rowan Reigns, and maybe that no will be one to a detriment. Charlotte. <laughs> Not without Charlotte getting her win back anyway. Like the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't happen. So now we gotta reverse the time back for a second to go to Shane Thorne versus Mansoor. Yeah, Mansoor beat Shane Thorne, and it was it was fine. Okay. You know what? This match had a backdrop driver on the outside, so it ruled. I don't care. Oh, the, when he turned the di- dive into the backdrop driver, which was even yeah. better. That was yeah, that was a great spot. That was the highlight of this so match. Like, there was it was a forty second match that had like three really cool spots in it. Well, it's fine. It was a three minute match, Liam. Whatever. Mansoor has... I like Mansoor's gold boots. Now, That's Garrett. my big takeaway. Garrett. Yes. There's a flag, there's a flag watch at the Master Champ. I've already seen that flag. I'm going to stop talking about flags we've already seen. Only new flags will be mentioned on the flag watch. Mm-hmm. Akira Tozawa versus Leo Rush for the mm-hmm. NXT Cruiserweight title. Why the fuck is Akira Tozawa getting this match? Garrett, do you know when Akira Tozawa's last match that he won was? I don't know. When was it, Liam? It was the 3rd of September. That's a long when time ago. When he and Brian Kendrick defeated Bri- Brandon Scott and Tyler Hastings on 205 Live. He lost this week on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, he lost to Buddy Murphy recently, didn't he? He lost last week to Buddy Murphy. He lost in the three-way with Leo Rush for the title. And then he lost to Andrade literally three days before he had a title match. <laughs> Why the fuck is he in this match? I don't know. This didn't need to be a title match either. Why couldn't this have just been an exhibition match? You could just do a cool Leo Rush Akira Tozawa because this match was great. Hey, this was a really yeah, good I still, match. I love this match, but why the fuck did it even happen? Why is a Raw wrestler mm-hmm. coming here and challenging for the title? Akira Tozawa is still 205 Live adjacent, Liam. No, he's not actually. Shush. <laughs> he hasn't been on since the brand split. They gotta get the the real big stars from Raw back into the the back into the folds, so which that... means. Just another main roster star coming down to NXT to pop a rating. Akira Tozawa, Akira, 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 Akira Tozawa. I'm JR all of a sudden. Akira Tozawa Akira. is is they use to prop up the ratings in a very. Freddie Mercury has never been play. so Oriental. Oh no. Oh. Oh. We have no Mario quotes this week, so that's going to be our quote of the week. Oh yeah, Tom Phillips the commentary. He was good. Tom Phillips is very like. Yeah, you, I never want. I never want Mara on this show ever again. You you will never in your life probably like actively notice Tom Phillips, but you'll also never mm. like be like, oh, Tom Phillips. For some reason, watching this show, I didn't want to put a drill through my skull. Legit, maybe the reason I like this show is Tom Phillips. That like yeah. that, that legitimately might be the entire difference yeah. maker. I never want Mara to commentate on this show ever again. And Beth was better, and Nigel was better, because they had time to Because they talk. got to talk without being yelled over. Fill out their thoughts, yeah. This match ruled. There was a really cool spot where Tozawa reversed Leo's rebound cutter into a German. Uh, which was like a minute removed from Leo trying to do the German. But, Ma- but Akira, uh, Akira... I nearly called him Mauro. Then for some reason I said his... Tozawa! Uh, he got his mouth guard knocked out and he was on the floor trying to find his mouth guard. And mm. Rush went for the cutter and just, just fell on his butt. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, this, this match is great. Like, I don't know if we'll end up doing some sort of end of the year stuff for, like, the TV, mm. but I think Leo is a contender for, like, most outstanding, <laughs> like, best in-ring stuff over this. Because literally every Leo match has been good to great. Yeah. Leo Rush is a very good wrestler, and it's absurd that he spent six months of this year or whatever doing absolute. Actually, no, longer, because he was doing the Lashley manager thing. He's, he spent most of his WWE career yeah. doing absolutely nothing. Give him so much credit for that sweet ring jacket. He mm. added, like, pink, like, flowers to it, and it... That is, that's fucking great. Yeah. Tozawa against Leo Rush. What's that match? It's real good. Yeah. Is this the first time I've told people to actively go out and watch it? Uh, maybe. <laughs> like, I feel like we don't often go, hey, actually go and watch that for real. <laughs> I assume people watch these shows unless we bury them so bad that they don't want to watch these shows. Jaya Lee defeated Vanessa Bourne in another squash. Hey. Vanessa Bourne is confirmed to still be a wrestler. My question from two weeks ago has been answered. For a minute, anyway. <laughs> they don't trust her to mm. be a wrestler for very long. No. <laughs> Shayna Baszler and the Horsewoman then show up for some reason, and I feel like this is 90% of Shayna's angles. 
Yeah, she just shows up to attack people. Like, like Jai Lee did nothing to her. I did love, like, yeah. like she comes out before the match is over. Jai Lee just kicks Vanessa Bourne in the head and pins her. <laughs> I was like, are they are they not gonna are they are they gonna go like Rhea and Dakota so that they're gonna do like Shayna and Xia Lee? Mm. <laughs> I was so like, huh? No, Jai Lee is just the nerd to get beaten up to transition to star Rhea Ripley coming out and challenging Shayna Baszler to fight her right now, and Shayna's like backs down. I really hope that match rules. Uh, so do I. Like the it, as as I said when they had their face off like three weeks ago, that feels like a big match. It's it's maybe the biggest match NXT has to offer right now, which yeah. probably says a lot. Well, it just it says that like Rhea's their biggest star. Mm. The question is, do you do you go full? As I said, they've strapped a rocket to her in a way they haven't strapped a rocket to people in a very oh, long you, while. You put the belt on her. Do you just have her beat Shayna and call up Shayna then? Yeah, like Shayna's been in NXT for like three years now. She's been champion for two of those years. Like, and they they clearly like they got something with Shayna and Becky Bruin. So Shayna's what thirty nine? I want to say. I think that's on the money. Shayna is not very young, so if you want her on the main roster, now is your chance. You gotta, you gotta use those years while you got them. Mm. I mean, I'll be sad because, like, I've always said, I love Shayna matches in NXT, but you gotta do it eventually. If you, like, otherwise, what's the point of developmental? Although now it's a main brand, what's happening? It's, it's still not like it's still the C brand. Everyone knows it, but now, but they won Survivor Series, as illustrated by the fact that Kevin Owens played a featured role in Takeover, and they're like, "We've got to keep him on the main roster to feud with Seth Rollins." Sorry, <laughs> I, re- I was like, "Oh, cool, Owens is going to NXT." Nope, nope. They they moved Finn, and that's the extent of the star power they're willing to give this show. Thoughts on literally everyone in that War Games match being someone that Ring of Honor had employed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Ring of Honor produce match. It's like. You you have to be like looking at that and being like, God damn it! <laughs> like if you're the Ring of Honor, <laughs> they could have had all this, Liam. They could have had all the. Well, they probably couldn't. They could. They probably could have kept some of them if they tried. They could have kept Keith Lee. <laughs> they definitely could. Well, they definitely could have kept Keith Lee and probably Dominic Dijakovic as well. Mm, if they actually tried. Uh, we have Pete Dunne against Killian Day next week. I'm sure you're very excited. No, no. Damien Priest versus Killian Day next week. No, oh, same thing. That triangle. I wish no, that triangle worse. went that's away. That's way worse, actually. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I wish that, 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 that triangle went away after they did their, their takeover. I which... wish one of the three went away. God, their takeover match was the longest match in the history of wrestling matches. It just kept on going. They just kept on doing stuff for 20 minutes. It's like, ah, guys, pacing. And then Damien Priest broke ribs, but still wrestled Survivor Series. Well, he didn't do much at Survivor Series, so that's fine. <laughs> he was there. Why wasn't Donovan Dijak in that match? And I'm using old names now. Why was Walter in that match, Liam? Why did they have Walter come out and get pinned after one Claymore, after three minutes of a Survivor Series elimination match? Walter, of all people. You could have put Cameron Grimes in this in that match. You could have put Dominic Dijakovic in that match. You could have put Joe Coffey in that match. You could have put Leo Rush in that match. You could have put Annie number of the 7 million people they have under contract to put in that match to lose the Walter and they chose their unbeatable unstoppable monster the guy who every company in Europe got Walter over Liam every single one of them that built around Walter grew because they built around Walter because he's like a generational talent he's one of the best wrestlers in the world he's the easiest to understand wrestler because he's big he's mean he beats people up and then anybody that beats him gets over because it feels earned because he's fucking Walter and they beat him in three minutes yeah <sighs> like for like you know you were saying like Luke replace him you know what you could have also done to have him kick everybody's Booked ass him and pin well. everybody yeah <laughs> <laughs> like Braun just walked out on that match <laughs> like he got, he got counted out you couldn't have had Walter just beat Braun yeah. like done something crazy with the two of them pinned everybody Walter as I said I sent a tweet when they announced Walter was in the match that the match should come down to 5 versus 5 versus Walter and Walter should pin the other 10 or at the very least with Keith Lee they should have done that <sighs> and of course you got the, you got the great series of reactions from me on your Twitter at least because mm, you were like Walter sells too much in WWE watching the start of the match and then it's like oh Liam oh wait until you see what's coming in a minute <laughs> It wasn't even a minute. It was literally like 10 seconds after I said that. Claymore pin. Oh, uh, 
this is that I will only justify that somehow. I will justify it if Drew goes to NXT UK. I don't care. Even if they if that happens, and it's like you sent Walter out there to be pinned by one move, Walter. Yeah. Walter was, Liam. Was McIntyre on Raw? Uh, you watch it. There's, I don't watch Raw. There's no way of knowing. Oh. And then we got our main event. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, I, I did the Walter round because the main event is probably the weakest part of the show. This was such a nothing yeah. match for a, a Finn Balor against Tommaso Ciampa match. It's just like, all right. I thought this was good, but I had a, I have a little, I have a little nitpick. It wasn't it. very good. Shut up. <laughs> that <laughs> Finn Balor still wrestles like he's on Raw TV and he's a babyface. But now he just does it with a grimace on his face. Yeah. Like, he needs to change up his style and be more aggressive and be meaner. Mm. Not just look meaner. And talk about his darkness. Yeah, this is the world watches me. This match was I liked it, but like, I want more, I want Balor to be meaner. There was really nothing to this match. I'm like, alright, this match is fine. Then there was a cool post-match angle. Uh... Which was what happened at the end of the match? Uh, Adam Cole came out and they beat him yeah. up, and then Balor's like, "Yeah, we're friends." And then he hit the Pele. I feel like they didn't do enough teasing that Balor might be an undisputed era for this angle to actually be meaningful. I think that's the reason I'm like, okay, yeah, I always assumed he wasn't with the undisputed era. Yeah, like I never thought he was with them, but like I get why they, we should have thought it. I guess because mm-hmm. like they did tease it a few times. That's, but like they did, I think what they should have done was put Finn on the War Games team. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, Finn's in war games. And then, then you go, well, no, he's not. Then they, this has mm. impact. Uh, this is just like, he kicked them and I, th- I never thought he was with them and he's not with them. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> you've confirmed what I thought. They need to get out of that building. No, they don't. They'll die in test. <laughs> I don't care about that. Like, just aesthetically. Like, it looks horrible. They will not draw on the road, and then they will lose the one thing they have, which is overly performative fans that are super interested in the show. All right, you convinced me. Stay then, full sale forever, never leave. Like if if they could draw two, three thousand people on the road every week, I'd say yeah, get out there, mm. get in the road. But they can't. Like NXT, NXT will not draw like that. That's it. So, Match of the week. Oh, those are the shows. Match of the week. I'm gonna give it to Akira Tozawa versus Leo Rush, even though that match shouldn't have happened. I'm going to give it to Undisputed Era against Lee and Dijakovic, which was much better than the Revival match. People are stupid. Oh my god, is it finally going to happen? It's finally going to happen. Like, this this is this is the week where it's not even close for me. Like Yeah, it was a blowout. AEW Dynamite, meh. NXT, actively good show. Two thumbs up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly voting NXT. Your winner. NXT. We go to our fan poll. Oh, what do the fans think? Just for posterity. 102 votes, Liam. As of right mm. now, at, at, at 1.27 Irish time, it is 50... At 12.27 <laughs> Australian time. It is 51% AEW, 49% <gasps> NXT. Oh, I'm so, I was so hoping it was going to stay 50-50. Oh, it was nearly a draw, because we were, we were talking about what would happen if it was a draw. And yeah. I said, it's a draw. If this happens to be a draw, if you, you and I don't disagree, and if the fan bowl is 50-50, then it's a I'm actually really reassured that when there was a clear gap between the shows, it was as close as it was. Mm. Because my assumption on this poll is like more people watch AEW, so more people are voting for AEW. But no, in a week where AEW wasn't particularly interesting and where NXT was good, it's extraordinarily tight. So that reassures yeah. me that the poll actually has some degree of validity, Liam. <laughs> so congratulations to NXT, because we don't care what the fans think. Our votes mean more. Yes, our votes are more important. Fans are only contingencies. Uh, it's a dictatorship until democracy kicks in when we can't decide. Uh, yeah, NXT, NXT wins. has finally won. The streak is over. They broke the rating streak last night, uh, last week, Liam. This week they broke the war game streak. The more important streak. Yes, of course. They, the real question will be: Will NXT be able to build some sort of a streak when they have Killian Dane versus Damian Priest <laughs> advertised for next week? We will find out. Or as AEW has Phoenix against Trent and that cool six-man tag, so we'll find out. Liam, before we go, as NXT are basking in their glory, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> Wait, no, you reminded me. What was Keith Lee's, like, video say now? I laughed at it because it was so stupid. He, the Legion. That's stupid. His, his fans are called The Legion with two E's. That's that's very dumb. 
what that reminded me of that. Follow me at Larrikin, L-A-R-R-I-K-N. You can get more AEW coverage on the Voices Wrestling Podcasting Network with Everything Elite. You can get more WWE coverage on the Voices Wrestling Podcasting Network with Shake Them Ropes. You can follow me on Twitter at Gary Gidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. And you can follow us on Twitter, the podcast, at Pod, where you can vote in the poll every uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. You can stop it from being 50-50. Yeah, if you voted, there was 102 votes. So if you mm. voted for NXT, you would have you would have tied it. <laughs> Yeah, if one of you out there who likes NXT but didn't vote for NXT, it's your fault. Yeah, you you could have been the difference maker. This is why democracy is important, Liam. Even mm. though NXT this is why you don't abstain anyway. from voting. Thanks for listening, and bye bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.